everybody, I'm Mitch Golich, and welcome to episode 25 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play, and especially to anyone out there who has left me a rating or a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy the podcast, go say something nice. Give me five stars. It helps other people find the podcast. I always appreciate it. So if you've been listening and subscribing and you've enjoyed it, why don't you go leave me a nice comment there? And as a reminder, you can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Mitch Goldich because what is a food podcast without pictures of food? Now we're going to roll right into episode 25, a meal that I had back in New York City. I think we've done a few New York episodes in a row here. Now, it's hard to believe we've gotten to episode 25 without a very important food group, and I'm going to go ahead and call sushi a food group here, because I love sushi, I know a ton of people do, and haven't done a sushi episode yet, so I'm finally going to do one. Sam, my fiance, who you have met in several episodes as a guest on this podcast, she and I had a date night on a Saturday night out in the city, and we went to a sushi place called Momoya. First, I guess I should say they have two locations in New York City. One is in Chelsea, one's on the Upper West Side. We went to the place on the Upper West Side, which is closer to where we live, so I don't know how they compare, but I'm sure both of them are good. The first impression that I had, I have to mention, the smell of this whole restaurant was incredible. I know that some people who hate sushi or hate seafood are very turned off by the whole smell of it, and some people just can't even walk into a place like this, or they get uncomfortable when they're at a table where people are ordering seafood, but it was just this wave of just good seafood smell. So right when we walked in, I was feeling good and had a good feeling that we were in the right place. We had a table all the way in the back, so we sort of walked through this smell. They led us to our table, and we're walking through the smell and doing the classic move where you're just looking at what everyone else is eating and what they have on their table, especially in a place like this. I think a lot of Asian restaurants and sushi restaurants, things are presented in cool ways, and you've got interesting shaped bowls, and, and meals are given to you with uh, in sort of like an interesting kind of dish. So it was fun to look around and see what other people had. But before I get into the food, I guess I'll start with our drinks because we knew we definitely wanted some sake, and they had a, a full sake menu, but we uh, wanted to try a couple different things, so we actually started with a couple of gin cocktails that were really good, and this was kind of our game plan. We figured we'd have some gin cocktails with our appetizers, and then move on to the, uh, the sake with our sushi. So uh, they had, like I said, they had a full sake menu, but they had something that was called the Sake of June, and, you know, Sam and I are not experts in sake. We did earlier this year go to a different sushi restaurant that had this whole uh, a really good menu with some descriptions and explainers on, uh, you know, what kind of sake and here's what you should have if you're this kind of drinker and if you're looking for that or whatever. But we're still not experts. So I think when there's a seasonal menu and they say this is the sake of June, this is the sake of the month, and it happened to be called the, uh, the Nine-Headed Dragon. It was the uh, Kokuryu Junmai, I think, uh, is how you pronounce how was listed in Japanese, and then it also said Nine-Headed Dragon, which said had a smooth, rich flavor, which, let's be honest, I can't really articulate different kinds of sake if they're not all lined up in front of me, so we said, okay, we'll go with the Nine-Headed Dragon. As for the food itself, definitely a great menu and the kind of place where everything looks good, so we admittedly pigged out 
and that probably is not a big surprise. I think I've picked out in a lot of places, and most of these episodes are me picking out. But uh, we just uh, we ran through a list here. So Sam started with a salad, which ended up being three times bigger than she thought it was, but had this really good ginger dressing. I had a miso soup because I know that it was June and it's hot out. But uh, to me, any sushi or uh, sashimi meal, definitely a, a great way to start is the miso soup. I'm always a big fan. And then uh, we also, in addition to that, split a couple of appetizers even before the sashimi we ordered. So we started with some chicken and shrimp shumai, which were really good. I love shumai. And uh, they, we actually, we saw it on the menu as chicken and shrimp and thought maybe they were two to choose from, but it was actually like a chicken and shrimp kind of mixed in together. So um, I typically eat shumai in one big bite, which makes it a little bit hard to see what uh, the contents on the inside look like. It was a good flavor. It's hard to describe, but sort of the mix of chicken and shrimp flavor where you get a little bit of a taste of both. It's kind of like, you know, when you order a meatball in a lot of places, you just accept the fact that it's going to be some mix of beef and pork and it doesn't quite taste like either. It tastes like somewhere in the middle and this was like that too. So I don't know the ratio. I don't know how it was ground up or how they made it, but uh, I will just say I love a good shumai. These were really good, uh, whatever the ratio of the flavors was. Uh, I also really liked the way they looked and the texture of the outside. I think a lot of times you'll get a shumai and it sort of comes and it just looks like a regular old dumpling and sort of the dough is fried all the way around the outside. This came, it was kind of like these thin strands of noodles were uh, wrapped around the inside. It actually, the top of it looked very kugel-like, we were saying, so it actually uh, felt like something that would fit in at a nice uh, Jewish holiday meal, except for the fact that it was filled with shrimp. But uh, the shumai were really good. They came in this uh, like wooden basket with the sauce to dip in in the middle, and just a, a good way to start the meal. And then the second appetizer we had was edamame, because edamame, I feel like, are a must as well, just a staple of any kind of Japanese meal. Um, these edamame were great. The one thing that was interesting about them is that they were just really piping hot. I've definitely been to some places where they serve the edamame and it's cold or room temperature. These were fresh out of the oven or the steamer or wherever they warmed them. Uh, it actually took them a little while to bring us the edamame and we thought it was strange. We were like, hey, we ordered edamame. Do they know that? Is it coming anytime soon? And then the reason I guess it took a little while is just because they were cooking them fresh and just really hot. Uh, and I liked it that way. I think sometimes, you know, it's still good and, and we had a giant bowl of them. So some of them we ended up eating at the very end of the meal and they were colder. And I think some people maybe prefer it that way or some places serve it that way. But count me in on the piping hot uh, edamame camp because uh, these are just really good and just the perfect salty snack. I mean, I, I feel like you can't fill up an edamame. It's almost impossible. Um, so to me, just like sitting there, we sort of ordered in a trickle and then uh, spent some time just kind of relaxing and hanging out with our drinks and our appetizers before we even put in our meal for the main course. So it was nice to just hang there and uh, have a drink and some edamame and it was perfect. And then we timed it well that we then put in our order for sashimi and sushi and then our sake came right behind it. So uh, kind of a long leisure meal, which uh, probably not surprising to many of you who've listened before is is a way that I like to do things sometimes. Finally, our main course, the sushi. Now, Sam and I are both sampler kind of people, and so we wanted to try a bunch of different things. We basically ordered sashimi mountain. It was eight different kinds of fish, or actually rather seven different kinds of fish plus octopus. 
but uh, instead of being served on a plate or on top of, uh, like sometimes you'll get, sometimes sashimi is served and it's actually on top of the rice. This was just the fish. And then they gave us a side of sushi rice, but it was served on a mountain of ice. So you'll see it again. If you look me up on social media, you'll see the pictures of it. But it was basically just this giant bowl with a mountain of ice. And then along one side of it was just all these pieces of fish. And it was awesome to just try all this different kind of stuff. They had your classics. They had salmon, tuna, and yellowtail were in these big, thick slices at the very top of the mountain. And those, they just gave us two pieces of each. And still, you know, you hear only two, but they were like big and thick cut. And everyone knows I like thick cut everything. And then at the bottom, they had a few other kinds of fish that I guess are, uh, you know, common, but uh, not necessarily as common, not like the classics, like a salmon or a, a yellowtail or the, the regular tuna. They had this uh, hamachi, which was described as a young yellowtail to us. They had Spanish mackerel, which you'll see in the pictures has this uh, silvery outside. The Spanish mackerel was maybe the MVP. There were a lot of good things, but that one surprised me how much I liked it because, you know, I think when I go into a restaurant, I don't typically order a Spanish mackerel. It's not the thing that I would pick out first if I just wanted one piece of fish, but uh, maybe it will be from now on, uh, or at least try it more often because the Spanish mackerel was just awesome. They had fluke, which is this very thin, light fish, and uh, these at the bottom, we got a bunch more pieces than just the two big ones. We had albacore, which is a type of tuna, and just very good. That was also kind of thick. Uh, almost like a tuna steak. And then we had this octopus, which was just really good flavor, uh, a little bit tougher, um, just the, the texture and how chewy it was. It was, uh, you know, the fish was all served in sort of these fillets that were uh, squared or rounded off. These were like really round uh, octopus tentacles. And I just, I always love grilled octopus. And this was just a sashimi style octopus that was also great, just an awesome flavor and a little bit different from everything else on Sashimi Mountain. So it was kind of a, a nice thing to complement the rest that we had. It was fun. I mean, part of the fun of the meal was just that we had eight different kinds of uh, seven fish in the octopus and just working our way around and deciding what to try next and in what order. And so it was just like a fun meal being able to have all of this in front of us and try all of it. Uh, one at a time and, and mixing around and working our way around. And then, because I said we picked out, here's how you know that we really picked out. In addition to Sashimi Mountain, we also ordered a roll of sushi on the side. We had the roll, which it was called the Bakudan roll. It was a spicy scallop and shrimp topped with crab and avocado and these thin sweet potato wisps on top. Uh, which was kind of a, a garnish that, you know, they didn't have a ton of taste to them, but just a, a little bit of the hint of that sweet potato flavor. The crab was awesome. They had a bunch of actual appetizers uh, that were not really sushi or sashimi. Um, they didn't have any crab appetizers. That was the one thing that, uh, you know, I kind of wish I'd gotten more of. They did have some crab pieces uh, of sushi or sashimi a la carte that we could have ordered. But, uh, you know, that was the one thing that was kind of missing from our main meal. So it was perfect for us to have that on the side and be able to try it because the crab was great. And I feel like anything that they do at this restaurant with crab is going to be awesome. So uh, the sushi roll, excellent. Really glad we had it. That is definitely the thing that put us over the top, though, um, because we, we really didn't need it. But uh, then again, I've eaten lots of things that I don't actually need. And so it's good to have that on the side. So the big takeaways from the meal, I guess I'll give you three of them. Takeaway one, always order the sashimi mountain the next time you have a chance to. We also, we went to a sushi place earlier in the year where we had a similar style dish. And Sam was actually a little surprised that I didn't do a podcast on that meal. So I guess I, uh, I waited and did it for this one instead. But always go with the sashimi mountain. 
Two, the next time you're in the mood for fish, go find yourself some Spanish mackerel. I was trying to explain the flavor and think about it, and I, I, uh, I Googled it and looked it up, and people were saying that Spanish mackerel has a, a quote-unquote very fishy flavor. So I don't know if for some people that's a turnoff. Uh, you know, for me, I think that's a good thing. Um, it was hard to, to uh, get somebody to actually pinpoint it and articulate what it is about the Spanish mackerel flavor. But anyway, it's, uh, it's moved up the list of my fish power rankings. So that's my uh, takeaway number two. And then third, serve your edamame piping hot because some places are going to do it cold or room temperature, but I think hot is the way to go. So that is my podcast, my takeaway from Momoya. Overall, I always uh, give the price at the end. Overall, it was a little over 150 for the two of us. So probably one of the more expensive meals I've done so far on Mitch Eats Food, but definitely worth it. You got to splurge sometime. And it was a Saturday night. So I know there are plenty of amazing places to get sushi in the city, and I'm not going to come out and say that this was the best one or the greatest, but I have actually seen it. Uh, Eater tweeted a link. Uh, there was a list of 39 places to try sushi, and I actually saw that Momoyao was on there, so it's at least in their top 39. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you're new, make sure you go back and check out all my previous episodes. They're all just around 10, 15 minutes. Some are solo like this one. Many of them have guests. A few of them have Sam. Those tend to be the popular ones. So make sure you subscribe in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. While you're at it, why don't you write me a review and leave a rating in iTunes. Tell me what you think. Tell me where I should go next. And again, you can follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter or Instagram. Search Mitch Goldich on Facebook. You'll see pictures of all my meals. You can leave comments there. Or you can send me an email to MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. Make sure you tell all your friends so they subscribe too. And I will talk to you again real soon. (laughs) 